Now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Cover a lot more in between. That's what we do here on the Two Guys in a Mic show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on a beautiful, I mean, just a sensational Friday here in the fine city of Chicago. Much, much too nice to be working inside, but uh, at least temporarily, that is what we are doing, if you consider doing sports talk radio working. But uh, gorgeous Friday, right smack in the middle. It's summer in the city. Hot time, summer in the city, and it's a beautiful time to be in the city of Chicago. Take a quick break. Not quick break, but we'll listen to some music here, and then we got sports talk and more. Two guys at a mic talk zone.com. Almost took the earliest break in uh, TalkZone.com history. 30 seconds into the show. Let's take a break. Huh? That's kind of a unique thing. There was one time, Dave, when we did our morning break radio show, I remember, where me and Joel thought we would create radio history. We did all of our sponsor reads. Like a two-hour show, we did five or seven straight minutes of sponsor reads at the start of the show, got them all out of the way, and then we did the next uh, hour and 45 minutes straight through. It, it's yeah unusual because like usually we, most shows end up doing other live reads during the last seven minutes of their show. Mm-hmm. Well, we were unique, we were different, and uh, it didn't work, but we thought we'd give it a shot. No risk, no reward. All right, we got lots to talk about here, folks. Uh, big, big sports weekend coming up. Baseball action, of course, uh, the final weekend before the All-Star break. Uh, you like to say it's the mid season break but actually we're a little bit hard to believe but actually more than halfway through the uh, baseball season it's been a fairly long season for our chicago team so probably the chicago fans it feels like uh it's been an entire season at this point we'll talk some baseball we got lots more to talk about besides that world cup soccer coming at you we got the tour de france we got the nfl lockout we've got the uh, women's u.s open in golf We've got the Roger Clemens trial that is about to come up. I want to bring up, we talked a little, uh, you know, we're like crime scene investigation sports talk radio here. We talked briefly, briefly, the Casey Anthony trial yesterday. I want to bring up another uh, tragic, sad, but at least it came to closure yesterday. And it, it uh, is a story of much more local nature. So we'll jump off the sports page and go crime scene investigators uh, once again, as we did yesterday. Coach and a big dog with you right up until 11 o'clock, 888-463-6748. Actually, not till 11 o'clock. we got to end a little bit early today. We are debuting, or not debuting, but uh, a regular show following us, but they're coming in studio live. Very, very exciting. 888-463-6748, the phone number. So we got to end a little bit early today, about uh, 56 minutes of Sports Talk Radio. Let's welcome in my uh, partner. My good friend who checks in once again because he's got no automobile. Folks, if you got a car and you want to, well, I can't say sell it because he's got no money. But if you want to give it away to a struggling sports talk host, he could use it. Then he could come in studio and you could see his beautiful melon in person. But it is the big dog, Joel Radwanski, checking in via the telecommunicative phone lines. Big dog, how are you? Uh, doing pretty well, Coach. And, uh, you know, those things are going to be changing because I was able to put in uh, eight really good hours of work yesterday. Doing Bad connection right now, dog. Bad connection. We gotta say, are you on the regular cell phone? Coach. Ah, better. 
better. Say what you just said again, because I don't think we could hear it. Okay. Okay. I was just uh, I, I was just trying out a headset. I guess it, ah. it won't be working for us. So okay. that's too bad. Okay. Were well, we going to go Skype, where we could actually see you? Well, um, pretty soon I might be able to go Skype off of this this magical phone that I'm still trying to figure out what it did. The other day, I started vibrating and started talking dirty to me. I was not happy about that whatsoever, Coach. Mm-hmm. I got to figure out this phone quickly, but I think we'll be going Skype, but I, don't, I might need a new headset. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, I do remind you, even though you are not here visually and we can't see you live, but via the webcast, your your um, face, your profile, or as I rudely called it, your large melon, Big Dog, can be seen on half a screen here in the two guys at a mic show. So you are you are a beloved figure, even though you're not live. Can you, can you put my profile picture from AFF? Up on uh, up on the screen. I think that's much better, to be quite honest with you. AFF would be American Federation for what? Farmers? Or or Adult Front Finder. Either one, Coach. <laughs> Not just joking. I don't, you... I don't really have one of those. Okay. All right, I, yeah, I don't have my profile picture up on me. If you got a better picture, feel free to send it, because we've got a lot of complaints about the one that's up now. No, I'm just I'm just kidding around a little bit. Actually, I, I mean, this is it's a sad day in the world of sports, Coach. To be quite honest with you, I don't think we've ever had, I can't ever remember, a more tragic event ever happening in sports than what happened last yesterday in, in baseball. All right, you got Honestly, it. And, and I like I. Oh, I know what I, you're talking about. I don't okay. even know like. Yep. I, I don't even know where to go with this, coach. I yep. must feel bad like talking sports today. Yep. You can't talk happy about sports after what happened. I mean, uh, a guy gets a ball thrown to him uh, in the stands, and he's with his son, and he falls out of the stands, lands on his head, and dies. The first thing he says because he didn't die immediately oh, was. Boy. Was go help my son. My son's up there alone. Somebody help him. He wasn't saying, "Oh, I broke my neck." All he worried about was get my son. Yep. That's all he was talking about yep. before he died. Now I, I was so it was not a home run ball. You know, and first of all, we're talking about the San Francisco Giants uh, home no, game. Was, I believe. No, it, uh, it was the uh, A's were at oh Texas, Texas Rangers at Texas. And John okay. Hamilton, who's had his own demons. Yes. I mean, you got to. I mean, think about this. He throws a ball to a guy. Oh, that was boy. A I didn't realize. Ball. I thought it was like a foul ball or a home run. So he just he tossed the ball to the guy. It was a, it was a foul oh, ball that boy. ricocheted off the seat. And you know what's messed up, Coach? Is not only will Josh Hamilton. I'll, I'll get to Josh Hamilton. It's more important thing, but mm-hmm. it'll be messed up. But there was a it was a, a fly ball into the stands. Okay, and it hit right in front of a guy who should have caught the ball, and it deflects into oh, the boy. field. So now so, that guy. Know, that guy was like yep. they should. Before it even happened, where Josh Hamilton picked the ball, he was like, "Oh, I should have had it." Think about it, that guy. Everyone oh, was talking boy. about how Josh Hamilton has to deal with the fact that he tossed a ball to a fan who it was a little short, and the guy leaned over, and the, mm. the, he you know he flips out of the stands, and there's like a two foot section in between the stands and the left field wall in Arlington. If anybody knows that, that's where the scoreboard is at. It's mm-hmm. about a twenty foot wall, and he basically came crashing down right on his head from twenty feet on the concrete. And, you know, so I, that fan's got to be like, why if I caught the ball, Ugh. Josh Hamilton doesn't have to deal with this. And, and the, the, have to deal with this, you know. the guy's there with his young son. He is a firefighter. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he's reaching for the ball. And like you said, he was still conscious. I mean, you know, clearly badly injured, but it certainly didn't seem to be life-threatening. He was yelling out, take care of my son, take care of my son. And I think one of the fans said, don't worry. Uh, we will do so, and so you know they're rolling them out. Even Josh Hamilton and I think one of the relievers for the Texas Rangers had heard and or seen that, so they thought, oh boy, you know, tough injury, but it is only an injury. And then they hear afterwards, and apparently he went into a I don't know if it was a seizure. I don't. 
Yeah, obviously, they, uh, they said cardiac arrest on the way to the hospital, and he was he was dead by the time they got to the hospital. So you've got you've got the best paramedics. I would assume the highest in technology. And the guy goes in cardiac arrest, and they somehow could not. How did I don't? How did he survive that long? The only reason why he survived was my sure son was taking care of coach. Seriously, how did the guy landed yeah. on his head on concrete Oof. from twenty feet up? I don't feet. think I'm living after that, and I have a really strong head and neck. Twenty feet, so that's about. I'm trying to picture six yard. How how tall is the ceiling in here, uh, David Olson? What do you think? Five yard, fifteen feet. It's a, it's a two story building, coach. Go stand on the top. Ten of feet. It. Okay, so it'd be twice as high as is here. Yeah, so go yeah. stand on the <laughs> on the on the two story talk stone building, stand mm-hmm. on that, and then fall directly on your head. No, I don't think that, that's that's not equivalent. I don't think. 20 feet, not 20 yeah. yards. He fell 20 feet. Yeah. I don't know. The second floor of the building? I don't know. That, yeah, that, yeah that's, that would be right. A floor is like 10 feet, Coach. What do you think okay. one floor is 30, 10, 10 yards high? It's 30 mm-hmm. feet in the air. You know, it's only about, you know, okay. it's only about 10 feet per. Okay. Well, you, uh, it doesn't really matter. It's a tragic, tragic uh, incident. And you're right. It's going to affect a lot of people. Obviously, their family. But uh, the the fans were in that that were in that particular area. The fan that didn't catch the ball, Josh Hamilton, et cetera. And just uh, and there's just been a couple of those. More so, it seems like this year in baseball, bigger. There was a dude who fell off the concourse. What about a month ago, right? Who uh, died? And then, of course, we had the was it the Dodger fan or the Giant fan that got attacked? Oh, yeah, the giant fan got attacked by two Dodger yep. fans. They might have one of them in custody. Yep. They, they don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last year, okay, last year at the same place in uh, in Arlington, someone was in the upper deck, and they were getting a picture taken of them, and they flipped over the railing and died. Oh, boy. You remember, that was in the same park. It was almost a don't, year ago to the day, Coach. Don't remember that. So what, what, they're backing up a little bit further for the picture, and then they... And then they flipped over. Wow. The, the park was empty. You hear about and, that, uh, like, you know, on the Grand Canyon, <clears throat> where people yeah. die getting pictures taken, you know, trying for the coolest possible picture, a little further back, a little further back, and boom. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's unbelievable. You think, you think uh, they are going to start to build higher... Retaining fences for they, for they already did at Texas and they did it on the second and third levels. The problem is they didn't do it on the lower level, which even though it was twenty feet up, mm-hmm. that was the first row of like the outfield. They didn't do it to that. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it to that wall, coach. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I always say it all the time. You know, you, like you'll kid around. You're like, oh, you got to feel sorry for the guy. Adam Dunn, he's got 105 strikeouts yep. already. And then I always say to you, coach. He signed a four-year, $72 million contract. Yep. I would be more than happy to be a horrible baseball player making $18 million yeah, a year well. Honestly, put... I mean, besides, I mean, the, the family, let's, it's first and foremost the son and everybody else in the family, I feel the worst for, but this is one of those times I mm-hmm. truly feel bad for an athlete in Josh Hamilton. And he had all types of alcohol and cocaine and meth addiction problems. This is, I, I hope he does not like freak out and go into a relapse or something like mm-hmm. that because, uh, you know, it's not his fault, Coach. So mm-hmm. it's, this is just, it's a sad day as a sports fan. Yeah, it does put things in perspective, no question about it. 888-463-6748, our phone number here. Two guys and a mic coach and the big dog. You want to comment on that tragic uh, accident that uh, ruined a, a pretty exciting day of baseball. We'll still do the baseball round them up, yeah, wrap them yeah. up. Had a couple of walk-off formers. Got to talk about our Chicago Cubs, big dog. But you are right, incidents like that clearly. And definitively put things in perspective. And you brought up a great example, a guy like Adam Dunn and such a such an extended slump for teams that are struggling, starting to feel sorry for themselves getting tight. You know what? It's a game. You may be paid 
a lot of money, but you're still healthy, you're still playing a game that a lot of other people would like to play. So lighten up a little bit. Yeah, don't forget Ricky Henderson never retired, coach, and he was 48 years old trying to get a major league spot. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like that's he true. It was a game to him, and then. Mm-hmm. You know? By the way, uh, we should mention obituary yesterday. John Mackey, we brought it up on the show. One of my favorite NFL players of all time passed away and uh, uh, two days ago. We brought it up yesterday. And yesterday, one of the best managers ever, ever in the game of baseball, passing away at the age of 82, Dick Williams. He had the mustache picked up. Oh, you know, Coach, I, I will never give Dick Williams his due. And I, I tell you, when we do obituaries, when people die, I don't talk well about them. When they die, just to talk well about them. Yep. And I'm not going to say anything good about Dick Williams. And, and don't forget, he was also the manager of the 1984 San Diego Padres. So mm-hmm. That's another one. Dick Williams, to your family, we wish you'd do, but I'm not going to say anything good. Well, you got some personal vendetta against the guy, or you just yeah, didn't think he was? You thought he was overrated as a manager? Oh, I, well, he can't be really that overrated if you think about how many great teams that he managed. Mm-hmm. Coach. Wow, he had. I mean, he really he must have done something. Well, I'm just giving you a hard time, coach. Cause was he the manager coach. of the Oakland A's team when they, you know, they had uh, who was the owner that was so controversial? Charlie O'Finley. Yeah, was was Williams the manager of that team? The white yeah, shoes. The... Yeah, they won. They, okay. they won uh, three world championships. Yeah. Joe Rudy out in center field. That's a pretty colorful ball club. Oh, that was yeah. Gene Tennis, Reggie yep. Jackson, Bill North. I mean, you, they had all types of like really uh, like animatic players, coach. Mm-hmm. Who was the second base? Dick Green, right? Was it Dick um, Green? Some, some, who came out of nowhere and became like the World Series MVP at a phenomenal series? No, no, he didn't have a. Uh, he didn't. He definitely was not. Dick Green was not a World Series MVP coach. The okay. World Series MVPs in those three years were Rudy and Tennis, and I'm trying to think who the other one yeah, was. I I'm remember Gene. Sure I'm pretty sure it was uh, Jim Hunter, who, who was nicknamed Catfish. Oh yeah. Charlie O'Finley just said, "Hey, you're you're." <laughs> We're going to call you catfish because uh, you ran away from home one day and uh-huh. caught a bunch of catfish yeah. as a child. That's how we got that nickname. Charlie Finley was uh, he was a, a, he was another character. Talk mm-hmm. about like he was a perfect owner for that locker room. Mm-hmm. The, the, that locker room they used to say yeah, uh, twenty five cabs is what they called it. Yeah, because nobody left the park together. They just went all their separate right. ways. <laughs> Yeah, it was an angry bunch. They didn't particularly like each other, but they won. And Charlie O. Finley was probably most likened to a current owner, maybe like a Mark Cuban. He was that kind of controversial lightning rod type figure. Maybe more like a Jerry Jones. That might be a better. I I, I don't. You think so, Coach? Because the one thing that I think about Jerry Jones and Mark Cuban is they throw money at people. Charlie Finley was the cheapest SOB around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he really true. was, Coach. Uh-huh. So, um,. You know, like, like legitimately, like Jerry Jones has no problem. Jerry Jones is like, hey, if, as long as I get a profit of a dollar, and if, but we were a world a Super Bowl championship, mm-hmm. I had a good year. You know what I mean? I, I truly believe Jerry Jones thinks that way. Well, we know one. We know one thing, Charlie O'Finley. If you will look at the uh, whatever year it was, then it was it early seventies. The Oakland is. Yes, it was he, 72, 73, 74. He definitely did not pay for haircuts for the players. That much we're assured. You know, it, it's it's funny that you said that. It's funny that you said that, Coach. Who was the first Major League Baseball player to have a mustache? And it's on that team. So just think. Roland, just think please don't call me team. Raleigh Fingers. Nope. First player with a mustache. In Major League. Well, they don't know, they didn't say history, but between like 1937 and like 1970 or 68 or whatever nope. it was. He was it was like 30 years with no mustaches at all in really? baseball. And then 
and then this guy. Why, why, before you even re, we, before we even try to guess who the name is, and if you think you know who the big dog's talking about, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Was there a reason? Was it a major league baseball rule? No facial hair. I, I can't yeah. believe for forty no, no, years. No, no, it was just like per teams, and it was just because what happened was An unwritten rule. Players, baseball players around the turn of the century, yeah, were thought to be like if you were an athlete, uh, you if you had to be a golfer or a college football player to be respected, but if you played baseball or professional football, you were the scum of the earth, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's why it's not good. Don't forget, Coach, back if you had $500,000, 500,000 people in attendance around 1910, you, were, mm-hmm. you led all of baseball in attendance. It was an unseemingly game, okay? History has changed how uh, America really saw it. And people, that, if, you, if you were, like, unkempt, uh, wore, like, beards and, and mustaches and stuff, Back then, that's what the baseball players did around the turn of the century. But they were drinkers and smokers and partiers, and they and they hoard around. So, like they were the outcast of society. So, like around the '30s, like it was like a gentleman agreement. Uh, they they had a lot of them, and we know that that those the baseball owners had a lot of bad gentleman agreements. But it was basically said that hey, if you had anybody on your team that doesn't keep themselves in a in a good fashion, like long hair or 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 beard or something, that you would just get rid of them, and nobody else would sign them. So players knew, like the rumor got out, and players knew that the owners controlled everything. So they, when they were told don't have a beard, they decided not to have a beard. So if you look at any picture of any baseball player between the 30s, 40s, 50s, and, and early 60s, mm-hmm. try to find one that has long hair at all. I mean, they all have like the buzz cut, Coach. It's like military style. That's, I'm not kidding. Look at it. That's actually I mean, that's, a like, very fascinating bit of uh, trivia that I, I would bet. Not just myself and David Olson, but that a lot of baseball, a lot of sports fans, even a lot of non-sports fans would be surprised to hear that. Not for two or three years, but you're telling me for three decades, almost four decades, baseball players, no baseball player had a mustache. Yeah, and, and, and if you don't, and this is true, there is, we have one trivia question out there. Who was the one who broke it? Okay. And, and he was in Oakland A. He was in Oakland A on that. Uh, is it, on the, is it a name it. we got a chance of getting? I would certainly hope so. How about is it Reggie Jackson? That's it. And that wasn't much of a mustache. No, no, it wasn't. But he was the first one. He, he had that like mm-hmm. the Billy D. Williams going. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, Coach. Luckily, he was. If he couldn't hit, he was going to be promoting uh, Colt 45. But he could <laughs> hit. So now he was. It was more like Hennessy. It was nice. You know what I mean for for Reggie <laughs> uh-huh. with uh, with the mustache. Interesting. Uh, now there's still a team. There's one team, and I'll just give that one out. The New York Yankees. Yep. Okay. And uh, you can't have long hair. They have a hair limit. Still. Okay, but you can have you can have a mustache mm-hmm. or a goatee or whatever, but you have to keep it totally, like there's guidelines as a Yankee, and there's still one team left in Major League Baseball who does not allow you to have any type of facial hair whatsoever, mm. and you have to have your hair trimmed. Interesting. You want to take a shot at that one? Big Dog firing out the trivia questions here, 888-463-6748. Not the Yankees, but another team even stricter. Than the New York Yankees that allows yeah, just, apps. really start thinking of teams and try to think of faces on teams. You may be like, yeah. yeah, nobody has a beard on that team or a mustache. It's, it's, it's seriously, coach. And and by the way, the owner who kept this going and really pounded it in is a pain in everybody's butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this owner died about. Uh, this owner was also uh, kicked out of being the owner of this team for at at the end of this owner's life. I have really? to keep on saying this owner because I don't want to give it away. Not the uh, Cincinnati Reds, Marge Shot. 
Yeah, Cincinnati that's, Reds coach. That's remember the team. When they, well, remember when they remember when they signed Dave Parker? Dave Parker had the big beard, mm-hmm. okay, and the earring. And they were like, "Hey, is Dave Parker? You, you think he'll go along with the Reds? Uh, you know, thinking of the beard and all that." And basically, she said, uh, "He ain't a house blank. He'll have to do his poll." Fill out the blanks for anybody that has a brain. What she and said. and even since so. Mark Shad passed away, and that's you know a good five, six, seven years ago, they still the Cincinnati Reds have kept that rule in, in vogue. I'm pretty sure, coach, because I know that was I know that was still in vogue when I was working at WGN because mm-hmm. it was pointed out to me. Because and I actually I, like my dad had pointed. My dad told me that a long time ago in the '80s. You're like, you know, the Reds are real strict, and then the whole Dave Parker thing happened with, and then Dave Parker like like never looked at Mark Shad again. Okay, and like <laughs> that was that was a real ugly situation. Coach. Well, it's, it's hard to have two rules for different uh, factions because if you look at her beloved dog Shotzi, Shotzi had a pretty mean goatee. So how do you allow it for Shotzi and not allow it for the players? A little controversy. Because because uh, Shotzi was a house dog coach. Uh, yeah, That's still. different. Yeah, See? still. Shotzi may have been a small dog, by the way, but from what we hear, big dog, she could. Uh, she could lay an egg. She could make her presence felt when allowed to roam in the outfield, if you know what I mean. And I know that AstroTurf, I mean, that's plastic. And when it's hot, that's not a good look, Coach. Not a good, you can see the stains on there. Those things, that would stain it. And, and, by the way, I and you, and you wonder why outfielders wouldn't dive for balls in the outfield in Cincinnati. No, I am going to try to confirm this, but I do want to point out that when Dusty <laughs> Baker got the, uh, got the yeah. job as manager of the Reds, he yeah. changed his goatee off. Okay, and right. I, I honestly, I'm thinking of every single red right now, mm-hmm. and I can't. Not one of them has uh, a facial hair. As a matter of fact, Bronson Arroyo, remember he had that long hair with the Red Sox. He yep. has that. He's got this. He's cut mm-hmm. trim now. So interesting. I, I think it's still going on. I'll confirm it. Though. Interesting. By the way, if things keep up as they are, Dusty Baker might be able to grow that beard back again. He may, he may be looking for work sooner than you think. All right, eight 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 four six three six seven four. We got lots to get to. Big dog, fascinating uh, little history lesson from the big dog. That's outstanding. Very very good. Um, we got to talk about the Cubs yesterday, coming back from eight nothing down. Your beloved Chicago Cubs. We talk about teams that uh, you know, quote unquote, have nothing to play for, and it would be easy. I mean, they get behind eight to nothing early. Eight nothing. And somehow, big dogs still find the gumption, the wherewithal to come back from an 8-0 deficit and win the game 10-9. to For a team going nowhere, that's a pretty uh, – and I've talked about the chemical makeup of this year's team that I really actually enjoy watching them play because they look like they like each other. They're, it's a little bit different than some previous Cub teams that have gone down in the doldrums. But great comeback. you got to show some gumption. 17 by, below 500, you're down 8 nothing early and come back and win. Yeah, I know, though, Coach, I, I agree with you, and, and we're one of the few supporters of this team, and mm-hmm. both of us know that this team is not going to win uh, 73 games. They're going to lose more than 90 games. But I, I see a foundation of being late. Now, all these people talking about Mike Quaddy needs to be fired for his handling of the pitching staff. Wrong. Will somebody please wake the blank up? Mike has look, is it his fault that, Zambrano has a bad back. Dempster has a mystery injury. Randy Wells threw a pitch, and he was out for the season. Mm-hmm. Andrew Castro threw two pitches. He was out. You know, uh, it's this, I've never seen so uh, Marcus Mateo, all these injuries. You know, what, you know what's shocking through all the injuries as you're going through probably like half. You could have gone through the bigger list. You, you, know you know who's not on that list? 
Who didn't say? Who did I? Aramis Ramirez has stayed healthy this year. Shocking. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is yeah, the one guy. The position players. I was just talking pictures. There's been a lot of the, the Marlon Burr, the heart and soul, the offense and defense. Yep. You know, has been out pretty much uh, for half the season so far. Giovanni Soto missed a, a key three weeks when the Cubs started the fade. Jeff Baker was out for a while. Uh, Soriano was injured for a little bit, right? Yeah, Soriano yep. got hurt right when he was in the middle of that mm-hmm. like eleven home run tear in like eighteen games, and then he gets hurt. You know, and you know, I'm not a big Soriano fan. I can't stand it, but it'd be nice to get a little production out of him. So when he's hot, it's awfully nice. You know what I mean? Actually, you got to ride Soriano as long as you can when he actually starts getting some low inside fastballs to golf. Here's an example of what you're talking about. And again, baseball fans, Cubs, Sox, do a little round them up, wrap them up. Give us a call. 888-463-6748. The pitching matchups, the pitching rotation, the starters, a big dog for the Cubs against Pittsburgh this weekend. Rodrigo Lopez today, Ryan Dempster Saturday, and Ramon Ortiz on Sunday, that it was not exactly the threesome the Cubs had in mind when the season began. Coach, Coach, please please don't tell me you're talking about the Ramon Ortiz that the Red Sox and and Braves and Giants have. Yeah. have. Are you, is it that guy, Coach? You know, I'm not sure because there's about six Ramon Ortiz's hanging yeah, around Major League tell, Baseball. Please tell me you, you, if some... Yep. It's some control specialist that's a rookie making his major league debut. Yep. That can be like a legit, because I would have known if he was like some top flight starter. I would have known mm-hmm. him. As a, I'm afraid. We'll have to check, because again, there's a lot of Rome, Ramon Ortiz's hanging around major league baseball or the minor uh-huh. leagues right now, but I think it's the 36 year old one that's pitched for like 16 Eight, different teams. That's what I was afraid you were saying. Yep. That's exactly because, yep. yeah, it's not like, it's not like you just said Tom Gorzolani. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> But again, getting back to yesterday's game, that's a heck of a win. I know it's only yeah. one win, but it does show something about the team. They score six runs in the sixth inning. And Big Dog, if you look at the inning, it was all with two outs. I think they had a ground out, a base hit, and a strikeout. So you got uh-huh. two outs, runner on first, you're down eight to nothing, and all of a sudden, the magic rekindles. I mean, that's, that's a heck of a run. Blake DeWitt's three-run pinch hit home run kind of capped it off, and before you knew it, wow. Eight to six, we got a ball game. Okay, so who was the hero? I was, I was uh, calling people safe out last night. Well, Ramirez, you know, you were umpire, very, very nice. So, you know, Ramirez got a bunch of hits. Darwin Barney got the big hit in the uh, top of the ninth inning. But Blake DeWitt's three-run pinch home run was the game that it was the hit that really brought it from a blowout to uh, all of a sudden the Cubs are starting to think, hey, maybe we can come back. The bullpen once again struggled. Got the nine to eight lead. Sean Marshall gave up a run, made it nine to nine. Then Barney gets the double, makes it ten to nine. And I'll tell you this, big dog, Carlos Marmol got the save, but barely. Barely comes in to start the ninth inning. One run lead. I mean, you come back from eight runs down. There's games that closers can blow. Am I right? You cannot blow a game when your team has come back from eight runs. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And for just for an example, because we have one. Uh, it, they didn't blow the lead, but the other night in Albert Pujols' uh, re-debut of the season, yep. uh, the the Cardinals came back down eight nothing, and they tied the game. And then after they tied, your bullpen goes out there and oh. gives up a run the next inning. I mean, that's that's. You know, I mean, it's not the same as taking the lead after eight nothing, but it's it's pretty close. You yep. think you tie it at that point? You're like, hey, we're the home team. 
we tied it up. Mm-hmm. We get a hold here, and we're we're out, we're in good shape. But nope, didn't happen. Yeah, that 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 that's that's taking a dagger and putting it right between the kidney and the uh, the abdomen right there. I mean that hurts. But Marmol did end up getting the save. But I'm watching the game. You know, Barney gets the big hit. We're up ten to nine. Come on, Carlos, put it away. He's blown the last couple. First pitch to the first batter. Beautiful slider strike. Yeah, Marmol's got it. We're gonna win this ball game. Second pitch, big dunk. Slider way inside hits the batter in the ankle. Runner on first, nobody out. <laughs> was it a left-handed batter? Did he hit in the back? Yes, foot? yes, yeah. it was a left-handed batter. Carlos Marmol, if you're a left-handed batter, you you have no chance at that slider. I yeah. worked with like righties don't have a chance, lefties don't have it either. All you have to do is uh, you have to sit on the fastball, and if, he, mm-hmm. if they throw the slider, all you have to wear is that that shin guard on your back leg and just let it bang off of that and just walk on the first base and the time runs on. With Marmol pitching of late, I'd wear a full body armor and forgot how the runner got the second wild pitch over to third base and I'm thinking, oh brother, but he got a pop out and a fly out. So he did win the game but uh, cutting it close. But big win for the Cubbies 10-9. to I know you got to be a happy man. I am happy, Coach, because I I want these guys to keep on improving. And and, uh, let's face it, I I think they have. Uh, I, I don't think they're moving Starlin Castro to third like we want him to, Coach. Mm-hmm. But that's fine because I. I don't think he's ever going to hit 25 home runs a season like people are saying. I, I'll be more than happy if he is like what Jose Reyes is right now for the for the. Well, best. not he's exactly. You don't want him exactly like right now because Jose Reyes is out for three weeks. Yeah, and I said without getting hurt without oh. the injury. You know, so uh, but you know, I think he could be like a, a 320 guy with a. A bunch of doubles and triples and just be a, a nuisance on the base path. Mm-hmm. And Darwin Barney, you know, Darwin Barney went to Oregon State a couple years ago. Didn't Oregon State win the NCAA national championship? Not sure. I'm pretty sure they won like they won one and then finished in second when he was there, coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the guy's a winner, and, and his stats don't describe how much when he's on the field he does the right thing constantly. So it's and we keep saying it. This, this year is not a waste of year, but we do have to find some young pitching as it comes. Now, the White Sox. I think Darwin Barney's major, by the way, at Oregon State was nature and uh, outdoors. It, it may have been, Coach. Or I think it was out with an emphasis on outdoor exploration. I, I can't wait to bust out the Darwin Barney video, Coach. <laughs> I'm making sure I do it right. <laughs> I did I talk to my son it. about that, by the way. I did mention it to my son, the award-winning video that only you have. That could yeah. get us a ton of viewers, and he was, uh, I think his words were, depending on the technology, it's possible to get it off the TV screen onto a YouTube video. I, I have a, I have somebody that I need to contact. He's good friends of one of my buddies, okay. and I know him, and we get along, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to him. And I know him. He's a good guy, and he'll, mm-hmm. if I can get it off the DVR, I'll do it. Otherwise, and I'm going to have to film it, and I don't really want to film it because it won't look as good. You know the what I video mean? you're alluding to is Darwin Barney kind of uh, showing the Cub players a little bit about his major at Oregon State, which, again, was outdoor exploration. You know, Coach, you know, I, I've, I've written the material for it, mm-hmm. and it, this is ready to go as soon as anybody wants to come out here and do this and get, and get over 1 million YouTube views mm-hmm. and also hopefully hits on two guys in a mic. We're going to have to tie it in, put it on two guys in a mic, and tie it into the YouTube coach. So it mm-hmm. seems like whenever it gets watched, Interesting. we'll actually go to our site. So and then spe- people are like, oh, let's listen to sports radio. Let's type in what other people are watching because I'm a lemming and I do what everybody else does. You see what I'm saying, coach? Yep. And they're like, wow, this two guys in a mic had a million hits. All of a sudden they start listening to the show. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically what my plan is, coach. I like the concept. I like the plan. I like the concept. It's always good to have a plan. And, and just to let you know, I'm doing it in a way 
that I am not going to be ripping Darwin Barney. Good. Okay? And I'm also not going to be saying he should be doing this, okay? Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I've hit that perfect niche. You know how the space shuttle, when it re-enters, and we do have a space shuttle in the air, people, just let everybody know. Because I know people forget about it, but we do have some pretty brave astronauts up in space right now. The final one, by the way. Yeah. The well, final we're... space shuttle mission, I think, after a 30-year uh, venture. Mm-hmm. Very sad moment. So, well, no, I wouldn't say sad. I would say triumphant, even though we've had a lot of a lot of tragedy. You know, mm-hmm. we've had two different crashes, but uh, those people didn't die in vain. We got a lot of important information in terms of fighting cancer, Mm-hmm. Uh, fighting like uh, like respiratory diseases and stuff. It's, it's yeah. really amazing what they've done, Coach. And the space shuttle mission is basically being discombobulated because it's it's pretty much a economical decision, correct? Yeah, they they would have to. Be, you know what? There's there would be cheaper ways and more productive ways to fly. So mm-hmm. basically, there's going to be a new era of how we go into space. Okay, is, is hopefully what none I'm of it taken from it, and not like oh, we're no longer going out in space anymore. None of it will include Southwest Airlines. I hope. Uh, if you get on the wrong flight, coach, if, if the if the pilot's a little drinky, coach, you might end up going to Mars. <laughs> okay, but, but just like just like when we're doing this video, like I don't want to come in too steep and burn up. Yep. You know, and I don't want to come in and gotta ease into it. I, I don't want to come in at the, too slight of an angle right. and bounce off. That's all. Really miss the point. It's all so about wanna, very similar to our ratings. It's it's all about the gradual decline. I wouldn't exactly say that, Coach. No, you got to hit it at that 45-degree angle. Mm-hmm. Do, do you understand when I talk about your point of reentry? Yes. Okay, just, just... Houston, we've got a problem. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> on, a related, on a related topic, uh, I think coming out next year, believe it or not, they are going to have cars that are going to have uh, wings and that there will be some form, and I didn't say in 10 years, I said as soon as next year they are coming out with a flying car big dog okay and i'm not quite sure the logistics of how that's going to work but it's right there for you it's in one of the local papers today a little you push a button the extended wings come out i don't know if there's traffic or whatever if you got one of these vehicles they're going to sell for like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars right wow. out of the gate but you'll be able to go through traffic lift off take off and i don't know all the safety regulations and stuff but the bottom line is coming to a theater near you in the not too distant future cars that can elevate. Well, I, I don't believe that for only two hundred and fifty thousand dollars you can be stuck in traffic and all of a sudden have the car elevate and take off. If you, if you just yep. told me like two hundred and fifty million dollars, nope. I would have believed you, Coach. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and it's more like a highway thing where it, you like left off after you got a long run and you don't use as much gas because you're you're cruising. This thing is not going to be able to just. Lift mm-hmm. up off the Whoa. ground like a like a carrier <laughs> chopper. Okay, you know, you ever seen those carrier chopper, those carrier planes? Yeah, it's not gonna. No, it's not. Not for two hundred fifty thousand. All right. Well, well, I'll I'll double check my info. Well, uh, they we'll, have Lamborghinis for five hundred thousand dollars that don't fly. I'll take flying objects for five hundred, Alex. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Let's get flying fist. <laughs> Quickly, quickly, because we do have an award-winning show following us today. Retirement Spark coming on. Don't forget, they're going to be live in the studio. Uh, so make sure you check around, stick around for that. Our phone number again, eight eight eight. Willing to date older women. Pardon me. I have a girlfriend, and all that's fine. But I, I think even she would be more than happy to have me date like eighty-five-year-old women. <laughs> I'm sure the uh, people running the show are thrilled to hear that. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's a single show, Big Dog. This is about oh, it uh, no. Not that kind of spark. 
I suppose that's part of the spark, but I don't think it's the kind of spark that uh, that you're talking about. My, my mind's in the gutter. Yes, your mind is in the gutter. We got to get it back out. We got to get your mind back where it was at the start of the show when you were feeling much more uh, quintessential, more. if you will. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now you started talking about uh, our other Chicago team here as we finish out the baseball round them up and wrap them up. The Chicago White Sox lose again to Minnesota six to two. When I say again, big dog, since the middle of 2009, two years ago. I think it's something like twenty-seven to six twins over White Sox. The Sox slump continues. Yeah, it's it's mind-boggling, Coach. How bad the, the Twins aren't that much better than the White Sox, and uh, I, I I don't understand how they're this bad. Uh, I, I'm not going to blame Gian for kind of like propping up the uh, the Twins by talking about oh they're the Piranhas and they play the type of ball I want our team to play. You know, I'm serious. Ever since he's like said that and admitted that, it's like the Twins have had the White Sox in a stranglehold, mm-hmm. and that's totally ungean like You know what I mean? To kind of like tip his cap to the other team, and so maybe he should be like, you know, the team isn't all that good. The Twins aren't all that great. I don't know why our team is losing to. Him. I mean, why doesn't he? Because when he keeps on tipping his hat to him, he keeps on getting punched in the eye. Mm-hmm. Got to try some kind of different psychological approach because the uh, whatever they're doing right now is not working. Now it's a four game series, still time to come back. You got today, Saturday, and Sunday. Weather should be gorgeous at uh, the Cell, Big Dog. So uh, beautiful weekend for baseball, Sox in Minnesota. It is a pretty good rivalry. Let's hope the White Sox can loosen up a little bit. Loosen up. Don't be so tight. Have fun playing the game. Get back to playing the winning baseball that they did against the Cubs and a couple of teams before that. But right now they've lost three out of four, five back of the surging Cleveland Indians. So not good right now for the Sox. No, 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 no. Not bad. I mean, not good at all. Uh, okay. But, as, you know, something tells me, Coach, Dunn's going to erupt. Adam Dunn's going to erupt soon. I don't know. I think he is. It's going to erupt. He's going to go on like a three-week tear where he hits ten homers. Here, here's what worried me. You know, what was it, a couple days ago, three, four days ago, he gets the single, and then he gets a significant home run. Uh-huh. And you're thinking, okay, that's you know that's the bubble that needed to burst. And then immediately the game following that, a ground out and three strikeouts. That, to me, was worrisome because there's your, there's your breakout game, and he comes right back with another miserable performance. So, uh-huh. you know, he may break out of it, but I'm not thoroughly convinced this could be a season-long slump. And to add to what you're saying, Coach, uh, the game after the one you said, yep. he hit a ball over the fence that uh, the guy pulled back and robbed from him. See, I didn't see that. Okay, okay. so he got robbed of a home run, too. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you start getting robbed of home runs, yep. you're like, what What do I have to do? <laughs> what, what am I going to do? When you're going bad, that's the kind of stuff that happens to you. Sox lose 6-2, to two, and our guy Phil Umberg, big deal. Mr. Consistency has his first... Just about his first bad outing of the season lasted only three and a third innings. So, uh, you know, everybody's due for a bad game. Phil Umber was certainly due. Oh, absolutely. He's had he's been phenomenal all season long. You get mm-hmm. you, you got to shrug that off if you're Phil Umber and and White Sox fans. It's going to happen. He's probably going to have one or two more the rest of the season. Yeah. But the fact is, if eight out of ten games he goes out there and gives you seven innings and two or less runs, you got to you're going to win most of those games. I think the collective shoulders of the uh, Baseball fans in the city of Chicago are tired now because we've been we've been shrugging off a lot of baseball the first 82 games of the season, dog. But uh, we continue on. Hopefully, the next 70 some odd games will be better. Real quick, in Major League Baseball yesterday, Yankees lose to Tampa Bay. Boston beat Baltimore, so the Red Sox back ahead of the Yankees. Uh, three games in a row for the Red Sox. Looks like those two teams, dog, uh, are just going to go back and forth, neck and neck all season long. But currently, the Red Sox in the lead. Um. 
Yeah, they uh, the, the Red Sox have been. I can't explain them, Coach, whatsoever. Uh, this team looks great one day, and then they play like garbage the next. But yeah, yeah they're they're starting to play a little bit better baseball right now. They hit um, six home runs yesterday. Six homers. Yeah, that's good, by the way. <laughs> and 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 honestly, you know, Carl Crawford hasn't played that many games for them mm-hmm. this year. And when he has played, he's been bad. And Dustin Pedroia, who is possibly the best fastball hitter in the game of baseball, you know, and he should be batting third, and Carl Crawford should be batting second, and and Pedroia should be getting all these fastballs in front of Adrian Gonzalez. Well, Pedroia, I swear to you, is hitting more tough luck than any batter in, in baseball this year. I, I watch way too much baseball. And trust me, Coach, I can't wait to get home tonight and spend Friday night sitting on my butt watching MLB Network until <laughs> 1 in the morning because I, it's the best coverage around. They show every single important thing. They, they go live, 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 live. You know, it, it's pretty sad, Coach, or maybe it's a good thing that I'm at a point in my life where I hear Friday night and I can't wait to get home and sit my butt on a couch and watch baseball because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like one of the few days of the week I can do it. Because mm-hmm. normally a Friday night would have meant, well, I have to work at 8 o'clock tomorrow and, you know, sell stuff as, as you know, work in retail and I would still go out till 4 in the morning. Coach, I finally think I've grown up and Major League Baseball having live coverage on Friday night might save my liver, Coach. <laughs> The MLB Network, when it was formed, I don't think that was its primary thought process, but uh, someone should send the tape that you just said, and we'll, I'm sure there'll be some executives there that feel a lot better. Oh, I'm not They're awesome. Ainsiger, uh, Harold Reynolds, uh, uh-huh. Larry Boa on Friday night. I, it's, I, I swear to you, it's some of the funniest entertainment. They, <laughs> uh, like, legitimately, they spend half the time ripping on each other, and it's hard. I mean, it's, I, am, I am going to admit it's not as good as Ernie J- Johnson. Uh, Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley, mm-hmm. but I love baseball a lot more than I love basketball. So, like to me, it's a lot more entertaining. But I have to admit, they're it's interesting. Not as, I mean, I haven't watched it, but Larry Boa and Harold Reynolds, two guys you wouldn't normally think of as lighthearted. Oh, pretty uh, serious uh, guys. Uh, Boa is hilarious, Coach. Interesting. Boa is better. He's so good as an analyst. I'm not, and it's like the guys that he likes, you would never, you'd be totally surprised. And he's like, oh, this is one of my favorite players in the game. You know, and then he'll tell you why, and you're like, wow, you know, it's, uh, it's like I spend every single Friday scouting Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, moving along real quick, Cleveland Indians, uh, they're having a heck of a first half of the season. They win yesterday 5-4, to four, Big Dog, in dramatic, and I do mean dramatic fashion. They're down 4 to nothing. They score five runs in the ninth inning, and they win it on a walk off Grand Slam by Travis Hafner. Wow, is all I can say for Cleveland. And it was a walk-off Grand Slam down three. It's the greatest of all baseball hits. There's nothing better than the walk-off Grand Slam down mm-hmm. three. With, but there was only one out. If there would have been two outs, it would have been perfection in terms of, well, can you believe that really happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, what a moment. What a moment, Coach. Wow, five runs in the ninth inning. I think uh, I saw up on the screen... Just a couple of minutes ago, that's only like the fifth walk-off Grand Slam home run in the last decade. Well, so um, it's a pretty rare... Wow, wow, down three. And it's, it's like the sixth time since 1970 that while down three, you hit a walk-off Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. But that, that, that's the key, because you win by one, and it was, it was, the Grand Slam was totally needed for you to win. So, and it hasn't happened uh, from an Indian since like 1950. So, yeah, that was a pretty big moment yesterday for baseball. Mm-hmm. By the way, for those keeping score at home, my two favorite Cleveland Indians of all time, Sudden Sam McDowell, the pitcher, and Rocky Calavito, the right fielder. Probably well, a little I, bit 
too uh, old for your vintage, Big Doe, but I love those two guys. No, no, no. That, Sudden that, Sam. That, that, they were definitely too old for me to actually like. I mean, I respect their games, and I know their history. Rocky Calavito's story is really oh, incredible. Love That's Rocky Calavito. What a great name, Rocky Calavito. That, that was an incredible uh, story. He, he ended up getting hit in the head with a ball, couldn't see well again, and he never really hit again. That's too bad because he could have had one yeah. of the greatest careers in the history of baseball. Ah, come on. Just a little so, sight, that's all? Sight is overrated in baseball. The youngest kept home playing. run champion ever. That's Rocky Calavito. That's, that's when you can say that. A, a, ever. A 20-year-old, a 20-year-old that won the home run championship. Ever. And then when he was like 25, he got hit in wow. the head. Uh-huh. You know, so, I mean, think about you're 25 years old. Five years earlier, you had led the American League in home runs, and you did it a couple more times before it happened. Well, you that are... Back in, that's back in Municipal Stadium, Coach. Cleveland's ballpark was so gigantic, <laughs> they used to have the circus go on in the outfield during games, and people didn't even recognize that stuff that outfield was in Cleveland. Oh, man. So, Big Dog is baseball historian today. That's impressive, solid knowledge. Really good stuff, Big Dog. And by the way, my Proud favorite... you got to take, take days off more often. You know, you're coming back strong today after a day off yesterday. You know what it is? I, I, I'm, I'm seriously cutting back on the alcohol, Coach. I, I, I know this kind of like a theme I've been mentioning. Uh-huh. I really have to make it a point. All right. um, you know, my, my body is in a cesspool. So if management is listening for so, Big Dog, less alcohol, more days off, and we get better performances. Yeah, more times, more more time at, at the house. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It's like, you know, every time I go out, you know, yeah. say, hey, Joel, come here. Mm-hmm. Come here. You know, it's, yeah. why? Yeah, come well, to my yeah. house for a barbecue. Come to it's, like it's, it's Tuesday night, dude. Do I really have to go to your house and, and, and drink 24 beers, you know what I mean, and, oh, and just goodness. sit around and talk about baseball? Do I have to do it every night? 38 years old, and the man is finally learning. I'm glad I'm glad the, the light is finally coming on for you, big dog. But my favorite Cleveland Indian of all time, Jack Perconte. Jack Perconte. I forgot about him. Why is he now your he, favorite, uh, besides another great last name, Percante? And a wonderful wine, by the way, too. You should try the red Percante. It's, it's delicious, because last yes. night uh, there was a, a girl who came up to bat, and she choked up legitimately. Her her bottom hand was at least eight inches from the bottom of the bat. Yep. And I immediately thought, Jack Percante. And I used to <laughs> love that as a kid. I used to love how he used He never struck out. He made contact all the time, but he only hit 230 with no homers. Okay. But he never struck out, Coach. I'm glad you said Jack Percante because I thought you were going elsewhere when you talked about what came into your mind when you saw the woman choking up on the bat. Whew. I'm, uh, I feel relieved that uh, it was Jack Percante that came to mind instead of something else. Well, yeah, well, if there was another, if there was another Indian, it would have been Paul Sorrento. <laughs> if I was thinking about you know that yeah. girl. All right. Up on the back. all right, enough already. 888-463-6748, phone lines open. Big Dog and a coach at your service talking sports and more. Anything else on the baseball roundup, wrap-up? We'll mention the uh, Atlanta Braves in the National League. They sweep Cleveland four games, sweep your guy, Freddie Freeman, three for four, another home run. Big Dog, don't look now, but the Atlanta Braves two and a half back of the Philadelphia Phillies. They may appear to not be going away, or maybe... Maybe you're here to tell us that they're one of those teams that may fade second half of the season. The Braves? Yep. No, no, the, the Braves. I, I, Coach, I really don't think they're gonna they're gonna catch the Phillies because the Phillies are gonna continue to play at a six thirty to six fifty clip the rest of the season, which you're not they're not catching them. Mm-hmm. But the beautiful thing with Major League Baseball, you got that wild card race. The Braves are not out of it. And right. well, uh, let, let me throw this yeah. question at you: Which team that uh, is is in contention right now? Which team playing pretty well right now? Do you think uh, is going to at the end of the year be seen as an imposter and they will fade from the limelight? Well, you, you know, coach, 
I'm not trying to to dodge the bullet. Okay, a Milwaukee Brewer, National League right now. You look at the National League in the National League East. Mm-hmm. The Phillies are no imposter, and the Braves are not imposter, and the the rest of the, the three teams have to get their act together. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you look at the National League Central, aren't they kind of all imposters? Well, I mean, you could, you know, Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, St. Louis. Uh, Any of those three strike you as, and I know Pittsburgh's an obvious choice here, but you don't think any of those three teams will uh, fade into the limelight second half of the season? No, Coach. Fade into the sunset, I should say. That's that's why I'm almost positive Atlanta's going to win the the wild card because I see four teams, they're – I really can't call him an imposter because I don't believe in any of the four teams in the first place. Mm-hmm. The, the division winner in the Central is going to go 85 and 78. Okay. So you don't see any of those teams getting hot and pulling away. What about Arizona, the Diamondback, or even the San Francisco Giants, a team that could uh, they could discombobulate second half of the season? Stranger things have happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see it. In, in Coach, I'm really I'm not in the National League. I really don't have an answer for you because uh, then again, like. I would have to say the most likely team to fade is the team that I picked to win the National League West, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay. So I kind of don't want to like slap down my early prediction of the season. Okay. Mm-hmm. But but my point is, I really haven't noticed any team impressing me in the National League, so I don't want to call them an imposter. Okay. So and I will say, how about all four National League Central teams that are contending? Mm-hmm. Because those teams, I see any of those teams in the playoffs versus the Giants or Phillies, and I see them getting absolutely annihilated. Mm-hmm. Maybe they might be able to get like one of their number one starters, like throw a good game and maybe steal a game, but the fact that the depth of their starting rotations, could you imagine the Brewers? If they, if they don't get four complete games or <laughs> in a series, they're not going to win because their bullpen is horrendous besides their closer, John Axford. Yeah. And the Reds? But I right love now. the Milwaukee Brewers starting staff. In fact, I had one of my dreams again last night, Big Dog. Woke up in the middle of the night, looked over at my wife, and she looked just a little bit, about 3.30 in the morning. She looked just a little bit like uh, Milwaukee Brewers starter Giovanni Gallardo. That, that, that's not good, Coach. It was unless, disturbing. It was disturbing. Unless you are a backside guy. I tried to uh, throw in a slow curve, but uh, got hit right up the middle, if you know what I mean. Yes, I understand. Yep. I understand. And okay, so now the American League, I have uh, quickly here because we got we got we got about four minutes left. So quick wrap up on baseball. I want to get to some of the other stuff. Okay, that's. Uh, I was just say I, I do think the, the Mariners are going to totally fade in the second half, coach, because they have way too many. They have way too much dependence on pitchers that are twenty two years old. I thought they've already they been no fading. What's up? I thought they've already been fading. Seattle, eh, forty-three and forty-five. So. Oh yeah, they no, no, they faded yeah. enough. They were. I was thinking they were more. Yeah, yeah, they faded enough. I, th- I think the slow fade for the Seattle Mariners has uh, already begun. But don't forget, they do have ten-time All-Star Ichiro. All right, quickly, big dog, quickly, titillating tidbits, news and notes. We got to mention the Tour de France. I've asked you before. I'll ask you again. Is there anything more exciting in sports than wearing the yellow jersey in the Tour de France? Feel free to say no. Uh, yes. <laughs> there is things more exciting. Yes, there is. All right, let me ask you, Ronnie Santo. Tell us a little bit, Ron Santo, about Tour de France leader from Norway, Thor's Horsvard. Uh, Thor's Horsvard. Uh, <laughs> he he loves he loves to work quickly. He, loves he does. To quickly. Does he like to get ahead in the count? Uh, he definitely loves the he loves to ride ahead of all the other riders <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, and he, he loves to go downhill. Absolutely <laughs> loves to ride downhill, Coach. Oh, thank you, Ronnie. 
That was outstanding. By the way, he's got a one-second lead, one-second lead of your guy, Kadell Evans, from Australia. So it's early, but we still got a lot more fun to come in the Tour de France. Six stages down, 18 to go, 24 stages in total. Imagine the excitement. Yeah, it's, uh, isn't it only 20 stages, Coach? I think it's 24. Because I thought it was a three-week thing with one day off. Maybe it's maybe they might have added four stages. Like Taste of Chicago took a couple stages away. Maybe the Tour de France added a couple stages. I got you. But I'm pretty sure 24, but I could be wrong. Uh, quickly, Women's World Cup, United States, as you know, they lost to Sweden, take on Brazil Sunday, one of the favored teams, but the U.S. rarely, big deal, rarely plays two bad games in a row. What do you think Sunday at 1130? I know you'll be watching. Uh, yeah, I wish I, I would be, but I'll be out on the Chicago River and showing people our great city. Tape it. Believe me, nobody will be talking about it. I, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I, I'm pretty excited. But hopefully, you know, I was watching some highlights. Well, it was Monica Gonzalez that I was actually watching. Yeah, I'll bet. But she was talking about, uh, the Brazilian women team. Mm-hmm. Does the United States women have a chance? And I'm not trying to be cute or whatever. It's, I mean, do they? Is, is this Brazilian team even possible to beat? Yeah, of course. The way, the way that those analysts were talking about it, I don't know a dang thing about women's soccer except Monica Gonzalez is freaking incredible. <laughs> I, I mean, they're going to get run off the field. And I hope they don't. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. rooting for them. And Pia, whatever her name is, the coach of uh, the, the women's team. Soontage. Soontage. Oh, my goodness, that woman is an awesome coach. I just, she, I, just I can't hear yeah. enough of her when she speaks. Girl. Yeah, I like her. She's tough. Mm-hmm. I like her. I like the way she's mixing and matching the subs, too. The problem is on the defensive end, we do not have great speed. There's not The offense, the midfield, pretty good, but our defensive back line is a little bit shaky. But at any rate, if you get a chance, folks, watch the World Cup. Not just the U.S. game, Big Dog, all the quarterfinal matches. It's really a, a suspenseful theater. The fans get into it, the passion of the fans. It's, it's good football. Uh, the Women's World Cup this weekend, we highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm, I, I like the Japanese team because their leading score reminds me of my girlfriend, and I tell her that, yeah. and she just she just shakes her head. She's yeah. Her. Well, is your girlfriend technically correct, and does she uh, handle the ball in the midfield as well as the Japan team does? Yes, I would have to say. No <laughs> passing though. No passing. She shares. She's a ball hog. <laughs> Moving right along, real quick, let's mention the women's uh, U.S. Open is also this weekend. Colorado Springs, Colorado. The best of the best of women's golf at a major tournament. I know uh, we'll take a sneak peek at that. Not the biggest story, but it is women's golf, and it's a major. No, is now is this the third or fourth women's major of the year so far? I think it's because, the third. Okay, because there's a woman who has won the first two, so it is a big story because that the woman from Taiwan, and her name is T S E N G Sang. Yep. She's Yi Sang is going for the the, the third of the, and and people it's like. The coach, talk about the, the Brazilian team, the way I'm hearing people talk about this woman, it's like she's unbeatable right now. Mm-hmm. So she's the longest, she's got, and she's the best okay. putter, and she's the most, uh, she's the smartest, she's the toughest. If she wins the Open, uh, we could have a triple crown in the situation. By the way, in Silvis, Illinois, the men's PGA golf tournament, I'm not sure where Silvis is, but you might want to pay a visit there. Dahl, we got to wrap up the show coming up uh, following us. Retirement Sparks. I know you're a few years away from retirement, but any suggestion you could give to the 55s and over that are tuning in, actually some of the young fans that want to get a jump start on retirement, uh, what advice would you give to some of the Retirement Sparks fans out there? Uh, for, for women, go to Sports Bar. And for, for men, take dance classes. <laughs> 
Oh, my goodness. Take a dance class. I'm always thinking like that. You might be a special guest on the show. All right. Have a great weekend, all. we got to get out of here. TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. David Olson, great job all week. We'll see you Monday at 10. Have a great weekend.